Welcome to Voices of Aging, where you learn more about aging through experts. We are ASIC, the Aging Studies Interdisciplinary Group at the University of Minnesota. Every episode, we invite people working in a variety of different fields related to aging and hear their stories. Tune in. Either you're considering a career in aging, or want to learn more about aging fields, or simply want to listen to a stimulating conversation, you will find something you like. Find Voices of Aging on the iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Madeline with the Voices of Aging podcast. Today, our guest is Dr. Teresa McCarthy. Dr. McCarthy is a geriatric medicine specialist and is the leader of the Dementia Friends activities at the University of Minnesota. Hi, Dr. McCarthy. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Let's start just by having um, you give us some more information about who you are and what your background is. Sure. So I am a geriatrician, which means I take care of primarily older, frailer patients. I, uh, As most uh, geriatricians start, I spend a lot of time with um, really wonderful grandparents uh, as a child and watch them uh, move through the aging process. I worked as a certified nursing assistant in long-term care through high school and college and was exposed to persons working in that environment and some really wonderful uh, residents uh, living in long-term care and uh, living through the aging and cognitive impairment uh, process. I went to medical school uh, and did an internal medicine residency, spent a couple years in general internal medicine, and really found that my love was the complexity of frail older people and uh, recognize there was a lot of good that could be done uh, in this population with a really attentive management. So I decided to do a geriatric fellowship, went to Connecticut and did that, and then came back to Minnesota and practiced in geriatrics for a while and then joined the Department of Family Medicine's uh, geriatric fellowship program at the University of Minnesota and became faculty there where I spent uh, almost a decade practicing in a really robust interprofessional team. We weren't interprofessional then. It was before interprofessional was cool. We were an interdisciplinary team, but we had nursing, pharmacy, medicine, and dental faculty and students practicing together, which is a really wonderful uh, experience. Practicing and teaching together was a wonderful uh, experience and have taken those lessons uh, forward. I currently am practicing uh, in long-term care subacute transitional care and doing hospital consults, geriatric hospital consults. I teach uh, the family medicine residents their core geriatric uh, curriculum, and I'm involved in uh, clinical research with my uh, interprofessional team members. So um, busy, but uh, very enjoyable profession. Highly recommended. Absolutely. Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, Thank you so much for sharing. And I would love to hear as well how you got involved in Dementia Friends, and if you could also just tell us what Dementia Friends is. Sure. Well, you know, there are millions of people across the world with dementia and cognitive impairment, and it's been long recognized that there's 
a general lack of understanding, a lack of an awareness about dementia, which can really lead to stigmatization of those with dementia. And it sets up barriers for people living as high a quality of life as possible. And when you practice in geriatrics, that becomes clear pretty quickly. Dementia Friends uh, was something that was developed in the United Kingdom as an attempt to deal with that uh, stigmatization and uh, lack of knowledge by providing education, not just to academicians or clinicians, but to the general public. It is now a global, across-the-world, community-based intervention uh, that's aimed at trying to uh, improve understanding, decrease stigmatization, and help people with cognitive impairment live more fully in their environments. Uh, so it was started in, uh, by the UK Alzheimer's Society in 2013 with their very specific goals of changing the way that people think, act, and talk about uh, dementia. This is uh, accomplished through this kind of community-based, volunteer-facilitated information session process that's built on a very well-developed train-the-trainer model. It's been exported from the UK now uh, all across the world, including the United States. Uh, I last checked, there's about 24, maybe 25 states across the U.S., that are participating in Dementia Friends. And Minnesota has over 20,000 of those. So we're kind of the star state uh, in the Dementia Friends world. I love to hear that. How can someone become a Dementia Friend? And I know that Dementia Champions also exist. So if you could talk about the distinction between those two, that would be great as well. Yeah, so you become a Dementia Friend by attending one hour information session this was generally done in person or had been done um, in person. Uh, when COVID hit, we pivoted uh, pretty quickly to develop an online format, which has really been pretty remarkably successful. The sessions emphasize a few things. What dementia is, not necessarily in a particularly scientific perspective, but in more simple terms, what it, what it feels like to live with dementia. I think it's an empathy-developing exercises. It talks about how you as an individual with your own knowledge, skills, and perspective can begin to take action in your community to help people living with Alzheimer's disease. These sessions have been uh, delivered by our community partners in in our community, obviously, communities. Obviously, we have over 20,000 people having attended these sessions uh, to date. We at the university have been holding these sessions for students in specific courses in specific health disciplines over the past couple of years, and more recently have incorporated this into the One Health professional uh, student options for activities. So what happens uh, in one of these sessions, they're one-hour sessions, they're essentially discussions that are led by a, a dementia champion, and I'll talk a little bit more about what that is in a minute. They're not professional trainers, they're not academicians necessarily, they're community members. The sessions are very informal, we call them information sessions, not education uh, sessions, it includes a lot of back and forth dialogue, um, some fun activities and interactions. The champions become very good at storytelling. Uh, many, if not most of them, have had direct caregiver experience with someone uh, with dementia, and they do a really good job about giving you the sense of what it's like to live with and to care for some with someone with dementia and even to be um, someone with dementia. 
Um, there are five key messages that are delivered in each of the sessions um, that are very specific to the Dementia Friends Initiative. One is that dementia is not a normal part of aging. Dementia is caused by specific diseases of the brain, and, and we do review uh, some of those uh, very specific categories of diseases. Dementia is not just about memory problems. There are other aspects of the patient's life that are affected. It's possible to have good quality of life, even with dementia symptoms, and the person living with dementia is more than their deficits. We need to recognize that and support that. In addition, then, I think particularly beneficial for clinicians, there's very detailed and specific list of tips um, for communicating with people who have dementia. Really, really helpful things that I learned, you know, over 10 years of experience in dealing with uh, patients with Alzheimer's disease that are kind of laid out very nicely uh, for newbies uh, that they can utilize instantly on a clinical rotation or on the street corner in dealing with someone uh, with cognitive impairment. And then everyone who attends a session who to become a dementia friend is asked to identify one very practical action that they can do as an individual or with others to help someone or a group of people with cognitive impairment in their community. It's called an action step, and everyone's asked to commit to that, and ultimately then can be labeled a dementia friend. The dementia champions, those that facilitate uh, these sessions, are people who have been through a dementia friend uh, information session and then decide that they uh, would like to continue on and actually uh, offer or facilitate these sessions themselves to other groups, family members, school, um, in the context of school activities. The champions need to do a little bit of additional training. It's not too much, it's usually an hour or two of additional training that's uh, provided by uh, one of our local community groups. And they are ready to go out and offer, schedule their own sessions, uh, provide the content. It's really a very kind of straightforward train the trainer model. Uh, that's worked very well. This probably relates to the action step that you're talking about. What does it really mean to create a dementia-friendly community, and what actions can we take to do so? So the Dementia Friends information uh, sessions are actually one component of this broader goal to create dementia-friendly communities. That's the ultimate goal globally. So raising awareness about dementia, changing the way that people think, act, and talk about dementia, and moving people to take even a small specific action as a dementia friend is part of that. In addition, things like supporting family and other caregivers by providing, uh, developing even in our case, but also providing um, information and resources and perhaps in-person support for people that are providing care for cognitively impaired people, including things like libraries, churches, social service agencies, perhaps connecting people with the local Alzheimer's Association, and then also working to promote really meaningful participation in a community for everybody that lives there, including those with cognitive impairment. This may mean changes on things like um, design, changes in the environment, looking at maybe practices or policies in a community, even changing regulations, anything that helps people living with dementia maintain uh, as high a quality of life as possible. I think some examples of 
that are things like stores putting a dementia-friendly sign in their front window to identify that they participated in the Dementia Friends information session and uh, welcome people with cognitive impairment who may need help uh, in their store, providing better signage across a community, uh, thinking about um, uh, accessible transportation options for people that are impaired cognitively or physically, even uh, things like developing uh, emergency response protocols that address uh, cognitive impairment. All of those really start helping us develop uh, and support dementia-friendly communities, which is the ultimate goal of Dementia Friends. Definitely. And I know that general attitudes within the community matter a lot as well. And I understand a component of your work with Dementia Friends has been kind of looking at attitudes towards dementia prior to and after Dementia Friends training. Could you tell us more about that work and potential findings? Sure. Uh, you know, the Dementia Friends sessions have been delivered all over the world. They've been considered uh, very successful from kind of a subjective perspective. People feel like they've benefited um, from participating. We as educators, as we kind of sought to roll this out to our student community, really wanted to be able to actively measure the impact that we were having with these sessions in, in some kind of quantifiable way. So the Dementia Attitude Scale is a validated instrument. It's been used in studies for several years that assesses the perceptions, the individual's perceptions of dementia. And it focuses on people's knowledge and also attitudes about how they think about persons living with dementia. So as you said, we give this survey to our health profession student uh, participants both before and then after the Dementia Friends session. We've accumulated data now, I think about over 120, 125 uh, students and been able to analyze that to date. And it showed that the DAS, the Dementia Attitude Scale, score improved significantly in the group that participated in the sessions. They demonstrated increased knowledge and um, what the scale talks about is comfort related to interacting with persons living with dementia, which is exactly what we're trying to accomplish. So we're glad these are the kind of outcomes that we're getting. We're interested in studying this further. And obviously this is, you know, before and after a one-hour session, we'd really like to understand if these attitudes and perceptions are uh, maintained over time through people's uh, training a year or two uh, after these initial sessions. We're working on that. That's incredible and, and great to hear. And I know you you mentioned this briefly before. As a medical student myself, I participated in the One Health Community Teacher course, and I would love to hear more about kind of your role in that and how you see Dementia Friends becoming integrated. And I guess, broadly speaking, why does interprofessional training, such as the One Health Community Teacher course, why is that so important, especially as it pertains to dementia care? Well, we started presenting these Dementia Friends sessions to discipline-specific students. You know, we started with nursing and pharmacy and physical therapy. And at some point, we recognized that the content was really perfect to kind of be delivered in this in an IP IPE context. It really kind of begged, begged for that. Dementia is relevant to all health professionals. Everybody can benefit from this content. And in delivering these sessions to um, interprofessional learners, 
it's allowed us to kind of add an opportunity to the standard format for the participants to really think and discuss think themselves and discuss uh, with other with the other participants and also the champion involved about their individual disciplines role in how they're able to support patients with dementia and cognitive impairment in the, in their own profession and then we also ask them to think about how they perceive the roles of other disciplines in helping to enhance the quality of life for people with dementia. So it's opportunity to have a kind of discussion that may not necessarily um, come up in, in other educational sessions and even in their, their clinical interactions. You know, we know that geriatrics is a team sport. I mean, you, as soon as you hit the ground running uh, as a geriatric trainee, you uh, recognize uh, that you can't, you can't do it all. It's very clear that teams help facilitate patient-centered care for really complex patients and complex issues um, such as dementia. You know, there are physical or social or psychological, pharmacological issues that impact outcomes and quality of life for these patients. And it really does um, take a team. Um, when you have, you know, the team members combined knowledge and their attitudes and their skills and their uh, clinical wisdom, and they're all working towards kind of the same goal to benefit patients. It's a very, very powerful intervention. And our discussions in these IPE sessions hopefully will make that clear to the participants, you know, fairly early on in their interprofessional exposure. It, it's a great motivating factor, I think, for folks to continue looking for interprofessional opportunities. I would agree with that wholeheartedly as a participant myself. Um, I got a lot out of it. Um, so I'm glad that that was a component of our curriculum. Oh, it's great to hear. Thanks. A lot of our listeners are students. If any student groups or community groups want to integrate Dementia Friends into their training or work, what should they do or who should they reach out to? Yeah, so I think there's two fundamental ways to, to do this. The uh, Minnesota North Star Geriatrics Workforce Enhancement Program, uh, the GWEP, has put together a group of really wonderful champions that are offering these Dementia Friends sessions to as many people as, as want them, to as many people as possible. And they are very happy to schedule you know, a private information session for any group that would want this, things like a club or a specific class or an activity or social kind of group. And for uh, university faculty who perhaps want to integrate Dementia Friends session into a class, they can contact the GWEP um, at mn-gwep, G-W-E-P, at umn.edu. And then the One Health um, students, this has already been uh, developed. There are pre-scheduled uh, sessions. Most of them are on weekday afternoons in 2022. They're ready to go. All you have to do is uh, go to the site and sign up. And that site is the One Health site under the Dementia Friends activities. And uh, there's opportunity for just pick your date and sign up and you'll be ready to go. Wonderful. And as we wrap up here, um, Dr. McCarthy, are there any upcoming events that we should be aware of or that you'd like to plug? Well, I think uh, a, primarily it's those pre-scheduled information sessions that are already out there on the website uh, ready for uh, the One Health uh, IPE experience. We would love to have folks uh, sign up 
uh, over the course of uh, 2022 and get these dementia friends, uh, friends sessions out there. And we also welcome anyone who's interested in becoming a Dementia Friends champion. We have several of our medical students and pharmacy students who have have uh, taken that training and are ready to go and schedule their own sessions. And we will help facilitate that as well for anybody that's interested. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dr. McCarthy. I've really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you. I appreciate it, Madeline. This podcast is brought to you by ASIC, the Aging Studies Interdisciplinary Group at the University of Minnesota. We are a collaborative networking group for students studying aging across the university. Stay tuned for the next episodes of Voices of Aging, where you learn more about aging through experts.